enemy. I'm afraid there are still plenty of people who'd rather cling to ignorance and superstition than seek the truth. And they're the ones who'll keep Molech alive. You think people will still sacrifice their children now that the statue's gone? Hezekiah nodded. I'm certain they will. Only now they'll do it in secret. You'll need to warn the guards at the valley gate to watch this place after dark, Jonadab. It's been used for child sacrifice for centuries, even before they made this cursed thing. And if we catch someone sacrificing here? Jonadab asked quietly. Bring them to me at once. Hezekiah watched in silence as the workers untied the ropes. Jonadab gestured to the fallen idol. What do you want us to do with it, your majesty? he asked. Smash it into pieces. Melt it down and forge weapons from it. Swords, spears, arrowheads, shields, fill the armory with them. Someday I'll have an army again. And you'll lead them, General Jonadab. The captain looked up at him in surprise. Your Majesty? I'm promoting you to General it took Jonadab a moment to recover his composure. Then he bowed. Thank you. I'm honored, Your Majesty. The wind lifted a funnel of soot and ash into the air as Hezekiah walked closer to the empty fire pit. Our nation's guilt is very great, he said softly. I don't know how God can ever forgive us for all the innocent blood we've shed in this place. For a moment no one spoke. The workmen waited in reverent silence. Seems like we should say a prayer or something, doesn't it? Jonadab said. The men looked to Hezekiah expectantly. He drew a breath and recited one of the few verses of the Torah that he knew by heart. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh is our God, Yahweh alone. Love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength. Then he turned and began the long climb back up the hill to the palace. Part 1 Hezekiah was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-nine years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. In the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verses 1 to 3 Chapter 1 In the Northern Kingdom of Israel Jerusha lay awake in the sleeping loft above her house, listening to the sounds of a new morning. She was much too excited to sleep. Light from the dawning sun filtered through the cracks of the shutters, along with the melody of songbirds in the olive trees outside. She heard the heavy tread of the oxen on the stone floor in the stall below her room, and her father, Jeremoth, speaking softly to them as he led them outside. He would feed and water the animals, then hitch them to the cart for the three-mile trip to Dabasheth and Cousin Sira's wedding. 
Jerusha stood up and folded her blanket, eager to begin this special day. She set the tiny square of bronze that she used for a mirror on the window ledge and studied her murky reflection as she combed her thick brown hair. Her straight nose and oval-shaped face were deeply tanned from working beside her mother in the barley fields, and she had her father's almond-shaped eyes as green as the rolling hills. Abba said she was pretty. She wondered if it was true. Jerusha sighed and returned the metal scrap to its place on the shelf, wishing for a proper mirror. This morning, instead of her usual work clothes, Jerusha put on the only good dress she owned, reserved for special occasions like this. The wedding festivities would last for days. She would feast and dance and visit with all her relatives. But best of all, maybe Abram would be there. Jerusha had known Abram for years.